The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank, committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Tuesday the 24th of September. In your squeeze today, travel company Thomas Cook collapses, the UN Climate Summit, abolishing private schools, and a forgiveness emoji. This is your squeeze today. Starting this morning with the following tweet from Thomas Cook. We are sorry to announce that Thomas Cook has ceased trading with immediate effect. This account will not be monitored. Thomas Cook is a company many will know of. It's 178 years old, making it the world's oldest travel business. It pioneered packaged holidays and had, until this tweet at least, about 19 million customers a year. It also ran an airline, resorts, cruises in 16 countries. Claire, what went wrong? It just couldn't get its debt under control. And when it came to the crunch, it had been negotiating for quite some months to get through what they said was just the winter season. It couldn't find two hundred million pounds, which is about uh, three hundred and seventy million Australian dollars. It just couldn't get that cash together to keep going. What about those who had a, a holiday booked with Thomas Cook? Thomas Cook is very much based in the UK, so one hundred and fifty thousand of those tourists who are stranded at the moment, uh, out of about five hundred to six hundred thousand are subject to what's a very interesting arrangement that the UK government has. They have a government-funded insurance scheme. Uh, That means that the UK government is actually in the process of chartering uh, 45 jets. They're going to be flying more than 60 routes. They're heading out and about to pick up those British travellers and bring them back to the UK. It's said to be the country's biggest ever peacetime repatriation of its citizens, which is quite an extraordinary thing uh, for citizens of other countries, they're just going to have to rely on their own travel insurance to get them home. Speaking of jets, one person who isn't a fan is 16-year-old activist Greta Thunberg. She took a zero-carbon emissions sailboat to attend the UN Climate Summit in New York. She addressed that summit overnight before filing a human rights violation complaint against countries such as Germany, France, Brazil, Argentina and Turkey. She and 15 other kids say that those nations have failed to uphold their obligations under the Convention of the Rights of the Child by not taking adequate action to combat climate change. It's resulted in headlines over there. That summit is still going as we talk and we'll know a little bit more this time tomorrow about exactly what went down. As we've said a number of times, we have a squish shortcuts on climate change if you want to just get the background to that very, very big and loaded topic. Donald Trump has been in the Midwest with our very own Scott Morrison. They took a tour of the factory floor of Aussie boxing company Vizzy. Meanwhile, though, a new problem is brewing for the US president. What Trump is accused of doing is basically bullying the newly minted Ukrainian president when he had a phone call with him after his victory in July. What he is said to have done is ask the Ukrainian president to investigate Joe Biden, who is the former vice president. He's also the leading candidate at the moment on the Democrat side to challenge mm. Donald Trump in next year's presidential election. Uh, it's all tied up with a company that Joe Biden's son was a director of, a Ukrainian 
and gas company and it all gets pretty messy. Uh, Donald Trump yesterday basically admitted to having that conversation with the Ukrainian president. So uh, Democrats are now under pressure basically to look at impeaching the president. So it's really brewing into a fairly big storm. It's not the first time Donald Trump's been threatened with impeachment. What's the case for it in this instance? The case for impeachment is that basically he was relying on some sort of foreign interference in uh, the US's domestic politics. Gotcha. And over in the UK, the Labor Party have voted in favour of abolishing private schools or what we know as private schools. Yeah, that's right. The party had its big convention there. Usually what happens is that those sorts of big platform policies that those parties really push forward in those conventions uh, do become party policy. We'll need to wait and see how that all plays out. And after Israel's second general election for the year last week, the Blue and White Alliance and PM Benjamin Netanyahu's party are still tied up with 33 seats and 31 seats, respectively. They're not going to have to go a third time, are they? Well, quite possibly. And that's something that they're looking at there. Uh, What the president, who is sort of the figurehead of the country, uh, has asked those parties to do is come together and form a coalition so that they have a strong majority. But that seems a long way away. To a very different kind of Israel, Israel Folau, last night released a statement announcing his plans to play rugby league for Tonga. Not sure whether he can do that. He says that he has legal advice that clears him to do it. He also says that he has the code's International Federation's endorsement to do that, but that's not the case according to Australia's representative on that board, uh, which is Peter Beattie, the former Queensland Premier. Uh, More drama by the looks of things there. And in footy's night of nights, Fremantle Dockers captain Nat Fife was the winner of the Brownlow medal, his second time as AFL's best and fairest. Galleries to the Brownlow and also to the Emmys via the Squeeze Today email. And on the Emmys, Claire, you were gunning for British comedy Fleabag. Yeah, it was good show and really uh, very well rewarded at the Emmys. Uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, who created and wrote and starred in Fleabag, um, they had a, a phenomenal night of winning all the big awards that they were nominated for, which was an incredible result for her. Clean, sweet. Mm, Really well done. What's the email subject line today? Today I've gone for uh, Please Forgive Me, I Know Not What I Do. That's the Brian Adams lyric. I don't think we've had any Brian Mm -hmm. Adams in the email, which is... That'd be surprising. Yeah. I know, because big Brian Adams fan from back in the day. Anyway, that goes to our Squiz sayings. There is a push on for an official emoji selection that expresses forgiveness. It's hard. I was thinking about this. How do you put that in an emoji? But someone much smarter than me will be able to figure that out, I'm sure. The argument being there's no emoji to say sorry. Yeah, you should pick up the phone probably and say sorry. Probably should call, probably should call people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Take them out for a coffee. Perhaps. Maybe that's the idea. Just a suggestion. <laughs> Big thanks to everyone for tuning in to the Squeeze Today podcast as always. Have a great Tuesday and we will chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online 
kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN. VPN.com forward slash squiz today. Thank you.